Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Warped, a completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast where we do unasked for audio commentary of Star Trek episodes. Here are your hosts, Sean. Get me to my regular doctor. They're familiar with my weird, you know, things. Matt. It's completely bonkers, and, and yeah. I didn't understand what was happening, <laughs> yeah. like, 80% of the time, but I loved it. Jake. His abs unfurled. Philippe. I don't have honor! <laughs> What's the point? I want to live and sing and dance! Erin. Uh-oh, this show is so good, we're just, like, watching it. Min Win. Would you fuck, marry, or kill me? <laughs> all of that. I would do all <laughs> three. <laughs> all three in that order. Dear Diary, I kissed an android today, and he told me he felt nothing. Make it so. Okay, so I had some thoughts because this is a Deanna E episode. Sure we had a Deanna E episode last week. We got so when I watched these two episodes one after the other, <laughs> I said to Sean, "We," I said to Stan, "We got a double dose of Deanna <laughs> this week." And Stan said, "Double D Deanna," <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, that's what they used to call her. <laughs> they used to call her Double DVM Deanna." <laughs> Back at the academy. Because <laughs> she has large boobs. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, oh. she wears that tight suit, so everything. They're certainly large. prominent boobs. Yeah. If they're yeah. not, they may not be huge, but they're, but they're out there. They're good. There's good cleavage. They're on display, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> they're a major part of her character. She's got a tiny waist. But here's so. my question. Like, so what is the qualification to be a counselor on the enterprise right how did deanna get because she didn't go to the academy because she's not really like she's in starfleet but she didn't go to the academy because they talk about that in the episode where she has to take over right yeah and she went to counselor school but then how do you go from being in counselor school to getting on the Enterprise is what I would like I to know. I think your mother is Loxana Troy. That's how you... That's... Yes. She's Don't Nepo you think baby. that's the answer? Nepo baby. This is what I wrote down in my phone yesterday yeah. after watching these. Uh, hi, yeah. with Stan. <laughs> yeah. Smart. I wrote, Deanna is a Nepo baby. <laughs> because Loxana, the holder of the sacred chalice of Ricks yeah, and sure. shit. Oh my god! I can't remember what all her titles yeah, are, but she's like famous. She's like a she's like the princess right? of Betazoidians. Yeah. Mother of dragons. And so, don't you think Waxana must have pulled some strings and been like, "I want my daughter to be on the best ship in yeah. Starfleet." <laughs> and, and also, if you could get that cute Will Riker that she used to date, put him on the ship too, because I think they're meant to be together. So now my new headcanon is that Loxana is responsible for all uh, yeah, of yeah. She yeah, took this whole ship. And I'll, yeah, I'll she was a big, she knew who Picard was and was in love with him, so made right. him the captain. Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, I, yeah, I think the first, the first thing was put her on the ship with this guy whose profile I've seen in the Starfleet register. I want to get to know him. Uh-huh. Yeah, put him with Picard. I want to get to know this 
silhouette of a this skull. eagle-beaked man. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. watching season five, episode twelve. It is called Violations. Boy, I'm avoiding. I'm avoiding starting it because it's a drag. But <laughs> how much time? Forty-five twenty-nine on the go. clock. I'm punching the triangle in three, two, one. Punch. Buffering. And we're off. There I, she is. I think it's going to be interesting to guess what the IMDb rating of this one is. Me too. Because it's, it's... Wait till you see the Ulians, Aaron. Oh, no. <laughs> You're not going to like what's happening on the mm-hmm. side of their heads. Oh, no. I didn't like it. Oh, there's Keiko. So this is the only episode where you have Keiko and no Chief O'Brien. Oh wow! Yeah. And he yeah. wasn't, and he wasn't in the last one either. And he totally should. He should have been because there was a whole transporter room thing. Yeah, usually that would be Miles. Maybe he was off making one of those Irish gangster movies he, sure, made, he used sure. to make. I like the braids. Yeah. Is that a McDonough? The braids yeah. is great, but the other the other guys have yeah. some weird stuff going on. Yeah, yeah so Cole Meany is in a, Cole Meany is in a bunch of Irish gangster movies <laughs> in the nineties. <laughs> I love what? the holy the holy jackets. Yeah, they wear. yeah, they're literally somebody just took a scissors <laughs> and went cup cup like, cup cut a bunch of triangles into this jacket. Somebody took ice. Make them look like uh, snowflakes. Some costume assistant you know, ice made those jacket yeah. from. Cold they're days. like robes from a hotel. That yeah, cut triangles out of. The 80s and 90s had long coats. Oh, you know what the Disneyland Hotel Boba? had that I forgot to tell you about? Uh, really good robes. Uh, and bathroom robes were nice. Did you, did you uh, happen accidentally bring one with you? No. I'm not really a robe guy, except when I'm in hotels. Yeah. I'm all about that robe life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do a lot of robe life. Are you? Do you do a lot of robes? Oh, yeah. I'm surprised I'm not wearing one right now. Yeah. <laughs> I have did, before. Did Philippe put the Snuggie on? No, he didn't. I'm, I did for a moment. <laughs> Look at that lady. See, they have weird things on the side of their heads. Oh. It looks like the sides of their heads are falling apart. It's like Facebook. Yeah, so Sean's it- right. This is the only Keiko episode where Miles isn't also in it, because Miles is always, you know, Miles is, Keiko is always only there for Miles. She's in. It's for an Miles. episode yeah. about the two it, of It's yeah. about their relationship. So yeah. <laughs> And that includes Deep Space Nine. She's yep. never she's yeah. never in one of those without him either. Hmm. Doesn't pass the. Beckton she's not test. in as much Deep Space Nine as I as you think she I is. Think she would be because yeah. he mostly just talks about her. But she's only she's not really in. His, very much, his main relationship is with Doctor Bashir and their. That's romance. true. They are lovers. So that's the important O'Brien relationship in Deep Space Nine. That's correct. He cheats on her in Deep Space Nine. Yeah, with Doctor Bashir, <laughs> with the with the with a guy. Yeah, oh. <laughs> it's a bromance. Oh, bromance! I it's don't it's know. a fan. It's a fan oh, ficky. <laughs> you just see Ugh. the side of her head, Aaron. Cool. <laughs> Too many textures. It, it have, yeah. but it look, has, look at that guy's hair. Yeah, I don't like anything about any of this. I don't this. like any of this. Yeah, he's got vascularity on the side. I don't like of the I, somebody wasn't thinking; they were just like slap some shit on the side. He'd make of him yeah. look like aliens. Slap, slap, slap. There was no thinking involved. He's like, well, they're brain people, so make their brain area look weird. Their brain, brain area. <laughs> you mean the top of their head? <laughs> yeah. Their brain area. They're so smart they get fucking holes in their jackets. Like, don't fucking wear a jacket if it's gonna make you too hot. Don't put fucking holes in it. <laughs> well, they got holes in the sides of their faces. 
is this, is this their holes is their answer to everything. Is this messing, is this you messing up? your? Is this gonna <laughs> cause <laughs> your? I don't like it. No, trypophobia. It's really, it's like close to like. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. Lots of holes. There are a lot of holes in this. I don't like it. I do not like it. It's not the worst, but it is. Yeah. He's even got holes in his ear. Look at that. I don't like looking at that head either. No. I would like to know more about that guy, Sean. So I hope you have something prepared. The details. Um, it is season five, episode twelve, violations. Original air date February first, nineteen ninety-two. Transporting three Ulian mind-probing historians, the Enterprise crew is stymied when some of its members fall into a coma. Deanna Troy, the first crew member to come through it, cannot recall anything surrounding the incident. Boy, that gives away quite a bit of the plot. Yeah. Aaron, what do you think the IMDb rating of this episode is? Go low would yeah, be my advice. I'll say a 6-3. May? I did not like this episode. I give it a 6. All right. Anybody else? I may have seen the rating. <laughs> don't answer. So I, so don't I'm, answer. I'm not going to answer. Recuse, but excuse yourself. What's the lowest vote? But, so far, what's but, the lowest number? But, uh, six. Why is it always the ears one? Because it's shorter. Yeah. I should just take this off whenever I see somebody stand up because it just happens every time. Um. What was the lowest vote? Six. six. Oh, it's. I think it's worse than that. I'm going to say... Oh, but it's... I mean, my heart says 5-7. All right. I'm going to say 7-2. Just going to go... Going high? Going high. Just to... All right. Jake? <sighs> no, I can't guess. Oh, that's right. 6-2. Okay. Oh, I'm so close. So May won. May wins. She said 6. Yeah. Yep. I'm glad. That's about that, right. Yep. Uh, this is a very 6-2 <laughs> episode. That is not the number I remember seeing, so I should have just guessed. <laughs> <laughs> what number did you get? I think you remembered. I some crazy high number. I was like, uh, I didn't think it was I think right. That was the series high, though. Yeah, it must have been. Or at least so, the season um, or something. This guy, the guy who plays the guy you were asking about. Yeah, the younger guy. Ben Lemon okay. is the actor's ben name. Lemon. Ben Lemon. He was in <laughs> Liar Liar. He's okay. in that. Okay. Die Hard 2. Uh-huh. And one of our favorite topics, Hot Shots Part 2. Oh, nice. oh, interesting. And I'm looking right at Charlie Sheen, bow and arrow with the chicken. With the chicken? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's the chicken. He's the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was he the chicken. He played chicken. He's so versatile. Yeah. Yeah. His last thing what about- was in 2017. Okay. What about the older guy? I feel like I've seen him in a million yeah, things. I feel like his voice is very familiar. That is. As I was watching this, I just kept thinking of him as, I just kept calling him Boss Hog because he kind of looked like Boss yeah. Hog, but it's not Boss Hog. Um, hang on. He's got an I am a bullfrog kind yeah. of. He's got an acting. He doesn't really have a big thing. Oh, really? Uh, his name is David Sage. Okay. He was on Falcon Crest mm-hmm. for quite a while. He's in the Birdcage. Oh, that's he, he plays the senator that dies in the Birdcage. Oh, okay. Oh. At the, okay. Sort of kicks off the plot. Kicks off the whole scandal that they're going through. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's his his like 
Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman's trying to keep it under the under yeah, wraps. It. He dies with a hooker. Right. That's so. quaint. Nowadays, nobody would care. Does Is it get- an episode of Quantum Leap? I love that they're using those weird three, those weird like super pointy forks in this episode. Like, remember they're just like yeah, dangerously yeah, 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 yeah. long dagger-like they, forks. Yeah. They're just needles <laughs> on the end of of uh-huh. pikes. He doesn't do any voice work or animated. I feel like I hear um, his voice is familiar. Not no. Hmm. Just got one of those voices. Yeah. Data is... Uh, D- he was on Lois just... and Clark for a long time. Oh, oh that's maybe where I know he was on Babylon. He was on Babylon 5. I never really watched well, Babylon so 5. I, I was a Star Trek play. Was, sure. was he the chief on Lois and Clark? No. No. He was in a big... Dr. Alan... Okay, Gold. we're never going to... We've gotten okay. to the... We've dug as deep as we can <laughs> on that, I yeah. think. He's here. What's funny about this scene is that Beverly is trying to basically t- just harass Jean Luc. He's the firehouse of actors. <laughs> he right. is the firehouse of actors. You think you know at least one of the things he's done, but you don't know any of them. Uh, some of their <laughs> sides are worse than others. I agree. It's got everything that I don't like. Baines. Nobody likes these people. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they keep saying, uh, let us probe you. And Worf's like, Klingons do not enjoy being probed. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I You've never been probed by us. Yeah. Is there a retort? <laughs> Everyone's like, nah. <laughs> really? Nobody? Nobody wants to be probed at this party? I have a brand new segment. Oh. Oh. Wait. Should we introduce yeah. it now? Sure. Yeah. The episode hasn't even really gotten going it's, yet. And it's going to take a while, too. <laughs> this is a segment oh, really... Hers are the worst. Hers ears are the worst. You, you don't, I like her hair, though. at it, though. Yeah, I like She's the hair. She's smart to get weird with the hair. But, oh, my God. Uh-huh. The openings under over her ears <laughs> were... Openings. Yeah. <clears throat> they were rough. <laughs> they have a they have one of those difficult father son relationships. Is she the mom though? I, don't I wasn't think able so. to I wasn't able to figure it out. They I never specified. If she is, they don't say because they're father and son right. for sure. But I don't know if she's the supposed to be the mom or not. She's got an extensive IMDb as well. Oh. Good for her. What's your What's your she segment? She worked up to twenty nineteen. That's good. Wow. Yeah, she was she in looks pretty old in this episode. Huh. Baskets. This is a segment really only for Philippe and to a smaller extent me. Uh, <laughs> nice. It's called Font News. <laughs> yes. Jake played the jingle. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Those are fonts. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. I, like it. I was going to do Font News. To the tune of Star Wars, but I was afraid it would get us a, a usage. <laughs> fun, 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 fun news. No, I was going to do font wars. Nothing but font wars. Bring us your font wars. Font news. All of the blah, time. Blah, blah. Anyway, we'll cut all of that. <laughs> so, times for a change. State Department picks a new official typeface. Mm. Philippe, did you hear about this? No, this is kind not. of big news in font world. Yeah. So the Secretary of State, can anyone name 
America's current Secretary of State? I couldn't. Uh, Maury Povich. <laughs> Aaron. Anybody want to guess Bird. who the current? Anybody have any idea who the Secretary of State is? Nope. His name is Anthony Blinken. Oh, yeah. A. Blinken? Sure. Yeah. His name is he's A. a Blinken. He's A. Yeah. Blinken. A. Blinken? <laughs> My God. Uh, now I know this is a joke. <laughs> Try to get one past us, but... So the secretary sent a memo out to all 13,000 active members of the State Department telling them that they are no longer to use Times New Roman. Oh, oh shit. The subject, line, the subject Stretch line of the memo down. was, the wonder, Times New Roman are a change-in, which yeah. I don't like, because sure. I feel like the Secretary of State <laughs> should have some fucking gravitas. You know? <laughs> don't be making Bob Bad Dylan puns. references yeah. in your emails to staff. So anyway, he... He has ordered the entire State Department to stop using Times New Roman and to start using Calibri. Oh, yes. Yeah. Everybody Calibri. uses Calibri. Mm. It was good. Can you guys... Is it easier on the eye? Guess why uh, this change is being made? I think it would probably be some tech thing because it Whoa. has less... Like, it's it converts better in, like... To plain text, People's yeah. different... Yeah, because like all those serifs, serifs, serif. It's a, it's more, a... more, more letters. Per yeah, line. I mean, you're all, you're all essentially correct. Uh, it's like support. sans serif typefaces, which Calibri is, are easier to read than yeah, their more baroque relatives, that. particularly on a screen. Additionally, sans serif fonts are less likely to create problems for people who need to use optical character recognition and text to speech tools. Oh, so, it's more friendly. so they're calling it an a, a, like an accessibility, accessibility issue. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So like if you're, you know, blind and you need a device to read yeah. things aloud to you, that device is has an easier time interpreting yeah. sans serif font. Side, side. Guys, so I, there actually is so there all of the news was like, isn't this a silly, dumb fucking thing to to it, right? for for the Secretary of State that to be time. doing to weigh in on But it turns out there's a practical reason for yeah. for doing this. Yeah. I feel like Times New Roman is like Passe, right? No, but I do. I was just gonna say, I, I do worry. I all my papers in. Yeah, well, in yeah, college, it was like you could yeah. do it in Times New Roman or Ariel. Those were like the oh, two yeah. choices yeah. they gave you. Ariel knew. But I feel like you never oh, see Korean. Times New Roman Korean anymore you unless you're reading the New York Times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Document. Like, when's the last time you saw Times New Roman? Like free in the world? Like, no. Unless you're reading the New York Times website. Unless they're trying to actually like. Uh, sort of magically recall us. Well, if it's a website and it's an accessibility thing, they might have had had to change it. But I do think you that can we're going to... sued if you're not correct in your website. So. Yeah. But I wonder if, like... I wonder if we're going to see the death of serif fonts. I kind of feel like we are. Yeah. Because you don't see them anymore. No, because you're not trying to... They're, just, can, they're can like we, not, they're like not trendy. Can what a serif is again? It's like when uh, they have like little oh. flourishes. Uh, yeah. It's like when there's a little thingy on the end yeah. that like doesn't need it to be means, there. It means like foot, right? Yeah. Without feet. Sans serif. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I thought that was an interesting that story, cool. actually. Oh, he did the... Drink, everybody. Yeah, he stepped over the back the, of the chair. He did the now. Riker maneuver. Oh, yes. Drink it. Um, maneuver. The FBI 
seizes entire Basquiat exhibition because of a font. This is a story about... I'm going to summarize it rather than reading the whole thing to you, but the basic... Uh, the basic story is that there were all of these paintings that were supposedly by Jean-Michel Basquiat, who famously painted his paintings on the backs of, uh, like, FedEx boxes. <laughs> so this guy who purported to have all... He was an art dealer who purported to have all of these original Basquiat's uh, and was going to auction them off for millions of dollars, got busted by the feds when they realized that the font, the FedEx typeface on the cardboard was not from the correct time period. Oh, they had changed their branding. Yeah, so in between like 1980-whatever, when Basquiat supposedly was painting these mm-hmm. paintings, mm-hmm. they had changed the typeface in 1994, Damn. six years after Basquiat was dead. Right. So they they realized that these could not be real because mm, of the I font like on the oh, box. Forensic fonts. Forensic fonts. Font-solving crimes. What can fonts do? I could be a forensic font person. I could watch. I would watch a show about how fonts are used to solve crimes. I mean, there's always those scenes in serial killer movies where they're trying to find where the like typewriter he used was, yeah. or well, the yeah. magazines that he cut the letters out yeah, of. Sure. There was some document in the news, and they like were able to prove that it was a fake that somebody was proffering. Like, here's the do- oh, we have these documents, and then they were like, that font did not exist at the time ah. period. Uh huh. And so that that happened like recently. Yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, that's that you gets into get the right whole. Don't that gets fuck into, with fonts. I mean, yeah, and I mean it, that gets into the whole like, you know, there's that whole plot in Catch Me If You Can where he's where he's forging the checks sure. and there there's the guy who's like the typography expert who's like, this typewriter could not have made these you know type marks or whatever. Tom Hanks's guy is mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. These checks are bogus, but they're very good. You mm-hmm. know that guy? Yeah. yeah. There's a whole... You could you could have become... Philippe, if you had gone a different direction, you could have become a typography expert for the FBI oh, as a that job. Would, that would have been good. And and caught, you know, <laughs> forgers Man, and scammers. you would have been Except so you're on Except you're on the side of the forgers and the scammers, though. So you, <laughs> would, <laughs> you would have been so easily sca- corrupted by those people because yeah. he, he, he agrees with them. I'm, I'm passionate <laughs> about my fonts. <laughs> anyway, that was Font News, Yay. a new semi-recurring, boop, depending boop, on boop, when boop, there's boop. news. It's font news. Just when the next generation is saying how there's nothing left and no worlds to explore, here it is. Font news. I wonder if there's someone in the State Department who's just really pissed about this. They're like, that. <laughs> this is... Outrageous. Outrageous. This is woke Some old God guy. Control. Yeah, some yeah. old guy. Yeah. Been in the State Department uh, since the 60s. He's like, yeah. what a bunch of bullshit. Why yeah. are my memos look different now? Yeah. I, I can't read change. this shit. Yeah. What... The G doesn't have all this extra curly shit. <laughs> where's my serifs? Yeah, where the fuck are this my document, serifs? This document is sans. <laughs> this Guardsley, where are my serifs? <laughs> These are so there sans was, There were some jokes. And I there, was, there was a lot of joke on, on Twitter being like, oh, they changed, the, they changed the State Department font to 
Comic Sans or Papyrus yeah, wingdings, or baby. you know Wingdings. Um, What's your favorite font, guys? Do you guys have have any kind of feeling? You know, Avatar font? has really gotten me back into Papyrus. I yes. have to say, after a long time away from Papyrus, <laughs> yeah. the Way exactly. of Water, the Way of Water really made me go. That's a font, that's you a know. Font. That's a font. That is a real. Yeah. Say what you will. That is a font. <laughs> yeah. It's a font. A little bit art. It's a little bit word letter. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's my favorite, but my I've I've had a lot of dealings with impact in my day. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's impact a, is around. You're always like, impact. Like, you make it. I mean, there only one movie has had a whole documentary. Only one font has had a whole documentary film made out of it. Yeah, Did you guys I, see that documentary? Helvetica. Yeah, it was really interesting. It's really good. I really enjoyed that. Oh wow. Because <laughs> it's supposed to be like the clearest and most easily readable one, which mm. is why it's on like and then freeway the, signs. The Pepsi and version like of that. that, of course, which is Ariel. Yeah, yeah, I use Ariel a lot. Yeah, because uh, I feel like I use Ariel. Helvetica wasn't available because it was actually like copyrighted, <laughs> so they had to use made a fake one, mm. something like that. It's in that documentary, and yeah. I might be completely oh, yeah. misremembering, but hmm. no, I feel like that's right. Yeah. Should we should we catch up really quick? Oh yeah, what are we watching, guys? Um, I was going to do correction corner, but sure, we can do, <laughs> we can catch up real quick I've if you want to. For, Does anybody care? I've completely lost with this. I mean, about. there was some stuff with. Basically, yeah. that guy okay, is I'll mind do. raping everybody and is putting them in comas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at D- look at Riker <laughs> passed you. out on his desk. Yeah, I feel like that's how Worf finds him every morning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Worf wasn't even plus. He's like uh, again. He's like, oh, well, yeah, wrong. this is a little early for Will. You're usually not passed out by now. Yeah, yeah. still usually still singing. So the one guy, the young guy is mind raping everybody. I do like Times New Roman. I have to say, yeah. I hope it makes a comeback. I'm rooting for it. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want it to go away. Like I feel like we're gonna we're just gonna get all into the. I like whatever font the New Yorker uses. That's a good font. It's very fancy looking. I like it. It's still readable. Yeah. I want to see the. The Law and Order type TV show that's about investigating. Ooh, I like fonts. the Law and Order font. Yeah, right? What font is that that they mm. use in the dun dun parts? I think that's mm. what it's called. I was dun, watching dun, dun, dun. a commercial on NBC today for the new Law and Order, and it looked like they were going to have Chris Maloney and Mariska Hargitay make out. Oh. Yes, it seems like that's where they're going. That's the whole point of having that show. <laughs> have As they ever had them make out before? I don't mm. believe so. I have not watched uh, all of Law and Order SVU. Even though they're on at your house like 24 24/7. hours a day. I have certainly seen most of them. I can't say that I've watched, <laughs> watched them. Yeah, sure. <laughs> They've been on, They've been while, on I was in, while I was in the room <laughs> or an adjacent room. <laughs> Stan watches so much fucking Law and Order, you guys. Wow. It's absolutely insane. Like it's, it's on it's all on the time. All the time. I know, yeah. In the world, if we're not watching it's something else. On. If we're not watching something else, he is watching That's Law and Order. That's his comfort spot. Yeah, there's plenty to watch. It's just very. He finds it just very sort of soothing and yeah. relaxing. And like, I prefer. It does have a rhythm? Non SVU. Mm-hmm. I like the No, he watches. SVU. He's not. He doesn't discriminate. If it's regular Law and yeah, Order, if I that's like, what's on, he'll watch that. Because it's on all day long, like on some channel or other. Topics of SVU just. Or too much yeah, it's bummer. gross, that yeah. show. I don't like SVU. Mm. Will, can anybody recall, anybody other than Philippe, what the Star Trek font is called? The original Star Trek font from the old show? 
it's like Constellation or something. No, mm. no, what was it? Uh, Nobody. No. Philippe, do you remember? Not in the state I am in right now. Sure, <laughs> it's called Horizon. Horizon. That was close. Oh, that's a good name. I think so too. I, it kind of captures yeah. how that vibe, how that font looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has that like sort of split. At yeah, the cut it. The horizon. original like S, you know, the S T A R, like that font from the old show. Um, so what's happening is there are these eight, three aliens on the ship that are telepaths, <laughs> and their whole deal is to go around and poke their poke around in people's memories for some sort of like living memory museum that they're building. It doesn't matter. Yeah. All you need to know is that they're telepaths. And one of them is uh, a rapey bad guy, and he's put Troy into a coma by giving her these false memories of uh, being attacked by Will. Yeah. And then Will got on, was, came out, figured it out, was starting to figure it out. So now he, so then he zapped Will. So now Will's in a coma too. And so now what they're basically doing is just kind of trying to figure out what's causing all of these comas. They suspect the telepaths, but they can't prove it. So they're trying to get to the bottom of it. Beverly has detected a medical mumbo jumbo. And so they're trying to trace down this thing in an effort to either accuse or uh, exonerate the telepaths. I have a way I had, I, as I was watching this, I thought, I, I thought of a way to make it mildly better. I have two mild fixes for right. this episode. They don't make the episode great, but I think they fix a couple of problems. One is they should not show you that it's him so early in right. the episode. Yeah. It should be a, it should be a mystery, right? Because they should have you suspecting both the kid and the father, which they kind of try and do later on in the episode. But it should be it should be a mystery from the very beginning as to who's actually doing it. You obviously know it's one of them because otherwise they wouldn't be in this episode. But I, I think showing you that it's him right from the start takes a lot of the like tension tension out of it because mm. now you're just waiting for the rest of the gang to, catch to figure out something you already know and my other fix is that i would have deanna save herself rather than be saved by Worf at the end but that's coming up later i mean she she does a pretty decent job she does an okay job she gives him a two-handed kirk ear slap yeah. which we haven't seen in a long time <laughs> And what's also different about her fight at the end is, well, we'll see it, but it's like she does the slap and then it's not, it's not immediately over. It's like, no. it's well, like, when oh, Kirk this... did it, that was a kill move. Yeah. That was, <laughs> sure. yeah. there was no coming back from <laughs> yeah. the two handed head slap. So now <laughs> Beverly's getting mind raped and she's having weird flashbacks to when her husband died. Poor Patrick Stewart has to wear a terrible <laughs> fake Jesus. hair in this episode. Not, that man's not meant to have. Whoa, covering up his best features. No, it just work. It just makes him look weird, weird, Basic. and not good. Yeah. They also have him in the old school uniform, which Ugh. I don't love. This is rough. This is rough for me as a Stewart. I, Beverly's hair is bad too. Oh like my every, gosh. Everything about this is bad. That looks like Brian Cranston. <laughs> he does. They had to go back to her OG hair to. 
This is even pre-OG. Pre-OG, yeah. So who knows what she was doing. Hmm. <laughs> I looked up the font for Law and Order. Imagine what they said to her. Oh, yeah. Just stare blankly <laughs> off into space, Gates. <laughs> Should I be thinking about anything? No. No. That's <laughs> Just look. look. Sorry, man. Go ahead. Uh, it's a uh, frizz quadrata. Oh, okay. nice. Thank you. Yep. Dun dun. Interesting. God bless you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds a pretty pretentious font name. In the world of font, this is all approved. This is all supposed to be sort of like creepy and disturbing, and it just does not. Ah. But see, it should be her husband, and instead, it's alien guy. So it's like you know, it's him. It's yeah. It just. Like, why is he there? This whole episode is flaccid. The beginning of the font law and order, it's a guy moving packages saying, yeah, I saw that font last week. It was on a package <laughs> yeah, I delivered. <laughs> now leave me alone. I got a job to do. <laughs> yeah, are we, are we done here? Are we done uh, talking about this? Every, my, boss, uh, my boss is going to break my balls, you guys. Every episode starts with a person, a kid having a basketball go down a flight of stairs <laughs> and finding a dead body with a It's my favorite part of every law and order. <laughs> is the, he goes, ooh, The random. Ooh, look slice of New York life. Yeah, that Xbox font it. doesn't seem right. In the world, welcome to forensic fonts. <laughs> yeah. In the world of font law enforcement, there are two distinct <laughs> but equally important groups. <laughs> Keep going. I want to hear the rest. <laughs> the field agents who make the rests, and the type, the typesetters, and the typographers, and the typesetters who, who solve the crime, <laughs> who stare at documents all day. <laughs> In a poorly lit office. These are their font stories. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Got a I would watch the shit out of that. It sounds like my new favorite show. Yeah. Font, font. You guys know I like a show that is very slow moving <laughs> and where nothing happens. Do you remember our idea for a pressure cooker show? If you I made don't... them British, I would love it even more. Yeah. <laughs> if they could do their job in a barn in the British countryside, that would All be perfect. Better. Remember, I think at some point on this show we talked about a, maybe we did, maybe it's in the special features where we talked about a show about a pressure cooker, a pressure cooker show, and then there, then just, like, we conjured it out of the air, there's a Netflix pressure cooker show. There to what do you a, mean, there's pressure, a pressure cooker show? They make stuff in pressure cookers? Remember, <laughs> we joked about making... <laughs> and it. And every episode is nine hours long, because that's how long you have to put things in the <laughs> yeah, uh, right. slow cooker. Oh, not a slow cooker, a pressure yeah. cooker. Yeah. Oh, oh so is the tension whether it will explode or not when you that, take the lid off? Was that the wife dies and comes back as a pressure cooker? Yeah, it's like one of those haunted appliances. <laughs> I think we talked about it. We did. I think that was offline, but I don't go remember ahead. That, but just keep, bring it up, but like go it's, on, like I, it's just in the environment. Just bring it. That's up. That's what I'm saying. So, but then anyway, we and we were coming up with names for what the yeah. pressure cooker show could be, under like pressure, under pressure yeah, and blah blah and blah. Then blah. And, then, and then reality show with pressure cookers. Yeah, then it was. It's like my mother, the car, but yes, she's a pressure cooker. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Sounds like something. I was imagining like a cooking show no. where that's what's on Netflix. That's what's on Netflix. <laughs> Way to go right down the middle of the fairway. Way to choose the obvious yeah. answer. Yeah. 
This was about... Uh, no wonder of... people say Hollywood is creatively <laughs> bankrupt. My show about a talking pressure cooker. You just like the idea of having to find a way to bring it into the room everywhere. It's pressure cooker. <laughs> right. What's his it? excuse for carrying it around all the time? Yeah. <laughs> How do you keep it at eye level in every scene so <laughs> they don't have to do some strange camera move? <sighs> well... That was pretty. We're funny. still workshopping it. Yeah, yeah. I would say. I just think you know, maybe a couple more passes. If you guys have heard about how, like, on the Elf set, because they had cut all these holes in, like, into right. the room, yeah, like, yeah. They, like it was a real dangerous People set. Would fall People would fall right. through the holes all the time. <laughs> I'm just, a, I'm like, this. imagine what the pressure cooker show, <laughs> the kind of dangerous set that would cultivate. You'll see your eye out. <laughs> Pressure cooker. I've never heard that people fell out of the <laughs> ceiling on the elf set. Apparently, before. the elf set was terrible just... and riddled with like all sorts of <laughs> tensions and really? physical and danger. the fear of falling into a hole. And... Who were the tensions between Favreau and and Will Ferrell? I guess oh, not elf. Alf. Alf. Oh, <laughs> I was like, they were both on Alf. Oh my god, this is going to be. A good I thing. thought you were talking about Elf. I was talking about no. I'm talking about the much more culturally relevant Alf. <laughs> no, yeah, we have talked many times about alien Alf. life form. Yes, That's we've talked I, a lot I about Alf. Figure out why you was like, you're the one who told us that. Yeah, I'm the one who told you that story. <laughs> Yes. Uh, well, I really thought you were saying Elf. That's a good turn. It's an easy mm-hmm. mistake. Anybody. I was like, wow, Will Ferrell and John Favreau must have really hated each other. <laughs> Tensions on the set. They were both on Elf. Bob Newhart's an asshole, yeah. it turns out. Mm-hmm. Um... I have correction squad. Yeah. Sure. Thank God. Jake, play the jingle. Um, these are corrections Chung-chung. for episode 129, Symbiosis. Um, well, we're I, almost 100 episodes behind. I, I took these notes a few weeks ago for the last time we were together. So some of them I don't really remember. Um, but I do remember that it's, it's the episode, Aaron, you'll recall symbiosis. It's the one where, um, the one planet is a bunch of drug addicts and the other planet is the supply is the planet of suppliers. And they think that they have to take the drug as a medical thing, but Mm. it turns out that it's just capitalism. Um, we talked in that episode about, uh, that it, it sort of got a Connie ending where at the end of it, Picard says, oh, we'll have to come back in 20 or 30. Because Picard, like, breaks the chain at the end of the episode. He totally meddles. And at the end, they're like, well, maybe in 20 years we'll come back and see what's going on. Lower Decks did an ep- did a yeah. follow-up oh, yeah, episode to oh. that like, episode. There's yeah. an episode of Lower Decks where the, where the gang on that ship, the Cerritos... They get sent to the to that planet, and it turns out that everything worked out great. They are all like super like healthy and like that's amazing. So that is a deep deep callback that wow. Lower Decks. Those made. guys are great about that. Show. They are, and they are super nerds because they're going. One deep. of the planets was great. One of the planets, right? Was great. Right, right, right. The other one was a hellscape. 
That um, so anyway, I just thought it was hilarious that that was that they made a callback to yeah, that was a so great, worked great out great a very obscure episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. I don't think I saw the first one. Um, I don't know if you were. It was when we were. Um, it, it was it was, it was quarantine. Time. So uh, it was when we were recording remotely. I don't remember. Maybe if I fell asleep. You were on that one or not? Yes. Mm-hmm. I have a note here that just says Aaron Corky Romano autobio segment. Oh, you said that you were going to do a weekly, <laughs> like, <laughs> a weekly sort of here's what I learned this week from reading Corky you Romano's guys biography. Week, Romano. <laughs> yes, play the jingle, Jake. <laughs> Corky, I'm Corky Romano. You guys want yeah. some cookies? What's the last thing you remember reading in that book? <laughs> he goes, corky, cork, cork, cork. Here's a note that I cannot uh, decipher. Philippe and teenage boys no. and horniness. No. Yolanda. Uh-uh. Aaron wouldn't have liked him. <laughs> what do you suppose that note is in <laughs> reference to? Oh, I think we talked about whether we would have liked each other if we were in high school. Oh, and you and and Philippe said no because he was so horny all the time, (laughs) or something like that. Does that sound right? Yeah, does that sound vaguely correct? What's the correction? I don't remember because I. I wrote this three weeks yeah. ago. It's just to reaffirm um, that that is correct. <laughs> I had no. I had a follow up question. I just can't remember what it was. Don't think now. of it. I'm sorry. Feel free to reach out. Um, <laughs> this one I did remember. Min, I don't remember how it came up, but Min was talking about how um, it smells bad on the space station. Mm-hmm. Sure. The real space station. Right. The ISS. The ISS. Uh, Not just the podcast ranch that we also call the space station. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you guys, do you guys, we sort of glossed past it. We didn't really stop on it because we were talking about something else. Do you have a feeling or know anything at all about sort of hygiene on the space station? Weren't we talking about this recently? It seems like we were. We were talking I, about this I, recently. I, I thought were... we decided that dirt, that near the, the, uh, the the facilities that they had to use it was not a great smell. Oh, did I already do this correction? Maybe we yeah. did. Did yeah, I well, do this last time? You talked about we, we did, talked like, about that. We I just don't remember any of the other things. You yeah, talked I, we it. talked about the ISS. I wonder if you just brought it up because oh maybe on your mind. It yeah. was on your mind. You were just so maybe we, I've already. Uh, I don't remember why you, Maybe that. I've already told you that... Oh, it has a lot of trash. ...that the International Space Station has a peculiar odor, yes. according yeah. to yeah. one astronaut who has been, been up there. A peculiar odor that takes a couple of days to get used to. What was I the wonder name? if they could describe it. Scott name. Kelly, who is the has the record for Most being the days. longest yeah. uh, inhabitant of the space station. So it's really his fault, then. <laughs> He says it smells like trash, antiseptic, and B.O., and it reminds him of jail, And which made me wonder, like, how do you know what a jail smells like? <laughs> Turned out he got a tour of a jail at oh. some point. And, uh, and he's been in a Turkish prison. And remember, <laughs> and it said it smelled, and said the jail smelled mm. like the ISS. <laughs> okay. So that sounds worse than peculiar. Trash, antiseptic, yeah. and B.O. sounds yeah. worse than 
peculiar. Peculiar man. So it really depends. Apparently, the answer is it depends on who you ask, as with so many things. Basically, it smells like my house. (laughs) Um, Because then I found a third article. It's become an astronaut training ground. From the Guardian. You just have to live in here for a while and get used to the smell. Here's the headline. Smelly, noisy, and awash with dead skin cells. Life on board the International Space Station. And according to this article, uh, Aren't it, it, it is worse. So, like, all, these articles all kind of have different takes on how stinky <laughs> yeah. or not stinky. This one says the ISS is smelly, noisy, messy. It's like a terrible share house, except you can't leave. You have to work all the time and no mm. one gets a good night's sleep. Okie dokie. So I guess I did that one already. Never mind. Oh, a little bit. Got some good de- this. deeper dive. Like this is a different. There's some good take. details in there. We yeah, didn't have this before. is a different and maybe even better. Jail. Take. It's hard to live in space, you guys. We're not meant for it. We're not built for it. No. Mm. no. I've been reading the Expanse books. The you know the novels yeah. that the TV show is based on. I read a few of those. And. I'm pretty deep in now. I'm on like six out of nine, I think. Yeah, I don't think I made it past three. It's it's so much of those books is about just how hard it is to live in space Mm -hmm. and all the weird things it does to your body. Like, if you live on a planet with low gravity, you end up with real tall, you know, weird misshapen bodies because you're, yeah, there's no gravity. So much of those books is about just, like, the practical hardships of it. It's great. Look at the hole in that guy's ear up at the top. That's crazy. <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered this was a Star Trek podcast. Oh, my God. Sorry. Would you rather have some possum news? Uh, yeah. I mean, I like all yeah. of it. I like it all. Or do you want to know what's going on in this episode? Uh, or do you possum want to talk about news. something else? Possum oh news. Oh, my God. I'm getting so I could stop talking and you guys could talk for a while. <laughs> no. I want some oh, We want to know about the possums and what they're doing. Cause it's... Oh, she's about to beat him up, though. This part's fun. Yeah, it is pretty. Things get a little. Oh, he, does, he does his, like, Professor X move here where he's, like, whenever he wants to mind zap somebody. He does that thing that uh, the James McAvoy does. Yeah, he puts his <laughs> the X Men movie into his forehead. Time. Yeah, that's how you know he's being telepathy. Yeah, yeah. James McAvoy's character, also played by Sir Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. And yeah, great. but Patrick Stewart doesn't do that with his hand. Only McAvoy does that. Huh? Yeah, 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 I don't remember Patrick Stewart doing that. Does he? He might do it once or twice. Yeah, maybe. yeah. when he's telepathic. He didn't depend really on it though. He yeah. didn't lean on it like a crutch. Yeah. <laughs> well, he grows out of it. Wow, really throwing shade at Jack McAvoy's <laughs> performance. There. I'm just saying. Look, he rips off her like communicator. communicator yeah. yeah. Smart. Uh, Is it smart? I feel like all you have to say is computer, and they... Watch this. Bam! Bam! Smack! That that was the Kirk two-hander to the side of the head. Yeah, see? Watch Worf just punch him once. Bang! (laughs) Out. For once, Worf successfully knocked someone out. Normally, it's always like Worf failing and somebody else. You you gotta give him like a win once in a while to remind you that like no, he really is strong compared to right. He actually is. He actually is a good security officer. 
There's very little evidence of it most of the time. <laughs> I know. Most yeah. of the things is like, we're going to show how tough these guys are by having them <laughs> toss a wharf around like a rag doll <laughs> for about five minutes. Yeah. We should lock down everything. This is a security risk. Not yet, Mr. Wharf. I don't, I don't think we need that just yet. He does that in this episode. In this episode, yeah. Wharf's like, I think the telepaths are the problem. Yep. You should lock them up. And John Luke's like, now, Mr. Wharf. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, jumping off the handle again. Yeah. And Wharf was right. Hashtag Wharf was right. No. Hashtag believe all Wharf. <laughs> yes. Yes, all Wharf. Uh, you want to hear some possum news? Jake, play the jingle. Uh, what's the possum, <laughs> possum news? Squeak, scratch. <laughs> bite, bite, bite. <laughs> Boy, Cape Gazette covering Delaware's Cape region mm-hmm. at capegazette.com really loves to write about the possum point players. <laughs> <laughs> Cape Gazette's favorite local community theater because this is the third or fourth article I've read on this podcast (laughs) about a small community theater in Delaware. Wait until dark to open at Possum Hall January 27th. Mystery thriller contains memorable scare. This is a pretty recent, well, it won't be by the time you guys hear this, but from January 27th to February 5th, you oh. could you could go see we wait go. until dark on we, we could go. we could jump on a plane tomorrow fly to Delaware and see, and see and wait until dark well, we'd tomorrow have to wait night till the twenty seventh. <laughs> All right, we do we'd have to spend a week in Delaware <laughs> and then we could see it. We're like, we're in <laughs> we can get we can just wait and hey, then go. I bet there's stuff to do in Delaware. Sure, the I'd love Cape to visit. Area, you're probably by a beach. Right? I'd love to visit Delaware, especially never Delaware, been. We're blowing Delaware up. Delaware is running. Like all puffed and chest out. It would be hilarious if we got a huge spike in listens in Delaware. That would be amazing. (laughs) People just have like Google alerts for the word Delaware (laughs) in any podcast. Can you search podcasts? You can't, right? No. God, I hope not. No, I hope not. That sounds dangerous. That sounds terrible. Anyway, they're doing Wait Until Dark. Anybody ever seen the movie Wait Until Dark? Yeah. It's a great movie. Audrey Hepburn. Yep. yep. Yes. Alan Arkin. She's blind. Yes. Yep. Arkin, I can hear it. Um, it was a Broadway play before it was a movie, and the Cape Gazette, uh, the Possum Point players are doing it. Nice. That's going to be hard. Those possums skitter. <laughs> a lot of noise when they're in the dark. Mm-hmm. Even a blind lady can tell if there's a possum in the apartment. <laughs> Baby Possum on Tracks prompts Splash Mountain closure at Disneyland. Yay! It's from Patch.com. Splash Mountain at Disneyland Park was temporarily closed this week after a baby possum was spotted on the tracks. Anaheim, California. That's right. While ride malfunctions are the typical reason behind rides being temporarily closed at Disneyland, Tuesday afternoon's closure of Splash Mountain told a different story ktla reported so anyway it, they they spotted a possum hanging around on the track uh it was it was found and taken off of the track so all everything ends well and it was immediately sued for yeah trademark not having a ticket trademark infringement <laughs> yeah. yeah 
<laughs> it had cut its ears. Being in Disneyland without a pass is a mm-hmm. class two felony in California. Everybody knows <laughs> yeah. that. Finally, so many of these stories are, are Australian. I feel like possums are just everywhere in Australia mm-hmm. because so many of these stories come from there. ABC.net.au Gecko forges unlikely animal friendship with pygmy possum family <laughs> in Western Australia. <laughs> this is a story about a gecko that and did not get eaten. Is that and story? a possum <laughs> that became friends? They became best friends. Uh, like Fox in the House. Yeah, natural like in the natural enemies. <laughs> sure. Uh that when became you're the best instead. of friends. <sighs> they became lifelong friends until at, until the end. As this movie has a sad ending. Um would anybody like to see a picture of the gecko and the and the Yeah, possum? are they hanging? Yeah, they're are they hanging. chilling out. They are. Is it a monstrously large they're gecko? Totally oh yeah, that's cool. They're totally hanging out. I was a little bit cynical and callous about it until I saw that picture. And your heart grew two sizes. <laughs> yeah. Like you watched Paddington 2. Yeah. And nope. Yeah. God, I watched that movie again a couple of weeks ago. Did I tell you guys no. about this? No. So, uh, that is a movie that makes you uh, not want to be dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good That's a good thing. It is a very, very life-affirming movie. It is. Yeah. So I should watch good. It again. Beautiful. Um, we're done. Yay. Episode yeah. ended yep. 15 minutes ago. Sure did. Easy they fi- Again, like, a couple of quick fixes could have made this movie slightly better, uh, this episode slightly better, I think, but all in all, it's like, again, like last week's, not a whole lot happens, yeah. right? Yeah. It's kind of lowish stakes. I mean, it's yeah, not nice, kind to, of it's not nice to from the mind, mind rape rapey. people, but... I. Yeah, and it's like they figure it out and they catch the guy. The end. Blump. There's yeah. not like know. a sort of secondary kind of. I don't know. It just seems oh, uh, oh, sorry. Things. This is just something that's been on my list to talk about for a while, and I keep forgetting. Uh, the air supply guys are not gay, Sean. Oh, they're not. No. Okay. Sean told me that's once, not what he heard. Sean told me uh, once while we were in the car. I think coming here. Uh, that he thought the air supply guys were a couple. They're not. They're they're not even gay. They're they're they are neither straight. They are neither gay nor together. They're just <laughs> two guys in a in a band. Okay, I was informed wrong. Who occasionally Stop kiss on the mouth? Them in your mouth. <laughs> right. Unlike the chain smokers who this week <laughs> confessed to having threesomes together. Uh, if you're if you if you have a threesome, let me ask you. Let me ask the straight men in this room a question because I feel like this is an interesting. I feel like the di- answer is different if you're straight or not. If you have a threesome with a a where it's a, two guys and a girl, the devil's threesome no. is that what it's called? Yep, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called. Yeah. I guess that answers my question. Because my answer is, my question was, does that mean you're kind of not entirely straight? But I guess if it's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think it makes you a tiny bit gay, right? Sure. Sure. Why not? It's yeah. worth it. Or a lot of bit by, maybe? Yeah, sure. Sure. That's fine. But you're certainly like, 
not uh, a Kinsey one or whatever. Mm. Sure. Can I legitimately think of like people who have, you know, just let out the deep sigh and said, okay, let's do this? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm in. <laughs> a- anyway. I'm sure it's happened. I think that, that I think that that indicates a certain flexibility, sexually speaking. Let's hope so. Yeah. And everyone just fell into an uncomfortable <laughs> silence. No, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. I'm really, I'm really considering it. I'm, I'm pondering it. it. I, was, I mean, I'm guessing there's ranges of who does what. Of course. Yeah. And I'm not sure. saying, like, there's, you know, I can, full, I, on, I can, full uh, on gay sex happening. I will admit that's the one threesome I've been in. There you go. Was in a devil's threesome. <laughs> <laughs> I will cut all of this out of the episode. <laughs> it's too risque for a start. That is too risque. Podcast. That is that is too dark for after dark. It's not well, not dark, but too too, yeah, too sexy. Yeah, too racy or after dark. I don't know. I'm That's a story I want to hear though. Off mic. Off mic. <laughs> it's not that exciting. Wow. Let me be the judge Just of that. Just one of those things. I, it's almost exactly like Jake described. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> See? Which is, what, why, what did he say? I forgot. Is you, you, you'd have the deep sigh, and you're like, you're just in a situation in your life where, like, yeah, I, I need this. <laughs> I no, need I don't need it. it was the person I was I with this. needed this. Yeah, there was. you go. See? There it was, was okay. There are extenuating circumstances where, <laughs> right. where it's just like, okay. <laughs> that you can still believably no homo your way through yeah. it without having to. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, the situation wasn't the, oh, a guy will be there? Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It, you know, there's. There's a, that yeah. was part of the it's a reluctant, reluctant. It's a yeah. reluctant. <laughs> you're describing a reluctant <laughs> threesome. It yeah. most definitely was. There you go. <laughs> as I as I've always said, though, I I am an adult yeah. and I make choices and I chose to do what I did. Yeah, for but this, for it was this. not exactly what I was. I I was not the one asking for the thing to happen. Yeah. Mm. Well, sure. It's always one or the other person's idea. Somebody's going to always want something. Well, we'll get into this some more later because I've got hundreds of questions. Right? <laughs> um, we'll have a anyway, the, the point is the air supply guys, un- unlike the chain smokers, are not having sex with each other. Well, Double D. They may be. That we know of. that. Yeah. They might have tried once. Font news. I'm sure they've had a devil's threesome with a woman. <laughs> Chances are. Maybe we should not call it that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Glass Onion is a LARP. That's the thing that I wrote yeah. down. Yeah, sure. That's what like. yeah. It feels a lot. That movie feels a lot like it's, a LARP. They're right? there for a LARP. Yeah. Well, That's yeah, the they're literally there the for movie a LARP. Yeah. They're there for a LARP. Uh, <laughs> but it actually also just is yeah, a LARP. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah exactly. Everyone's lying about who they are, you know, everyone's pretending mm-hmm. to be somebody else. I think else. that's why I enjoyed it even more than Knives Out. It reminded me of... Like, I liked that movie a lot. Yeah. A good. lot, a lot. Yeah. Uh, Sean and I were talking about it on the way over here. It's a lot and of I, fun. I, I think Kate Hudson is so funny and so yeah. great in that movie. And she gets hit with the... Ne- She's like Deanna. She gets hit with the Nepo baby thing a lot, but... She's got a she's lot of very charisma, good. though. 
She's I, I like how the I just love the time frame of it. They're all wearing masks and yeah. Her mask is like visible. Yeah, she's like it's here, but yeah, and yeah, hers is like. Mm-hmm. Batista's not wearing a mask. Yeah. He's like the men's rights group. Yeah, yeah. everything about it is hilarious. Mm-hmm. They get squirted in the mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then problem solved. Yeah, right. He just has the cure. <laughs> <laughs> Like, don't worry about it. You he just hasn't that. bothered to give it to anybody mm-hmm. else. Uh, that's all very funny. Yep. Good times. Well, that's pretty good. I think we should wrap it up. Do what it. do you guys think? Let's do it. I like it. Thank you all very much for listening to Warped. Please go to iTunes or wherever you get Hell your podcasts yeah. to rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> what, what? I love Sean's become my white yeah. man <laughs> while I'm doing the bit. That's, I like it. Um, iTunes, baby. iTunes, baby. (laughs) Uh, Oh, patreon.com slash warp to become a patron and get access access to (laughs) I don't I don't even know what. I know what we're Hey, there was some bonus content a couple weeks ago. Oh, was there? There was. Oh, okay. Good. Was our 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 wonderful talk about Hot Shots Part Do it. Oh sure. And and we also have confirmed that we will respond to comments sometimes. So. Oh, did we get a comment? Value. Yeah, sure. Yeah, a few weeks ago we got. Oh, and we, we talked responded? about it. We oh, okay. About it. Oh, our okay. fan. Yeah. Our fan contacted us. What? Shout out to Kenyon. That's right. Always. Um, email is warpthepodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at warptrek. I'm on Twitter at hostwarped. Min is on Twitter for our we Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu podcasts Come and live back, streams man. at hostwarped. Yeah. And. Next week, ooh, what's up? What's next week? Uh, Is it a good one? I don't know. The Masterpiece Society: Picard's efforts to save a genetically engineered society from a natural disaster threatens to like, destroy it. Is that like the Finer Things Club? This is going to be a meddling. It's going to be yep. a Starfleet meddler <laughs> episode. Well, well, we'll yeah. see you then. Well done. My name is Matt. I'm Sean. I'm Jake. Philippe. Aaron. And Mike. Thank you for listening and good night.